You're with Julian in a, on the brown note and a hill to die on. In defense of the British Museum, one of my favorite places in the universe, and some, something that has become a poster boy for colonialism. Uh, always in the news, just the last few days, uh, there was a runway thing with um, a fashion show that had the Elgin Margrels in the background that caused international condemnation. Also, uh, the British Museum is tackling an influx of social media trolls from Chile flooded the museum's Instagram post calling for the return of uh, the, one of the Easter Island statues, of which they have two. Um, since January, they've been inundating the museum's Instagram comment section and targeting its YouTube and Facebook pages, um, led, leading to them having to close those accounts or for, uh, to comments. Uh, the online campaign began after Santiago-based influencer Mike Milfort encourages million followers to take to their keyboards and demand the return of the monoliths. Now, it might be odd for me to go in and try and defend the British Museum, but it depends on how you look at the human race, I feel. And if you look at the human race as one, and the British Museum as a receptacle, one of probably the biggest and most important receptacle on earth for all cultures. The British Museum gets four million people through its doors a year. It's the third most visited museum on earth and it's publicly owned and it's free. And it's led to the creation of the Natural History Museum and the British Library that uh, Karl Marx wrote, I think Das Kapital in. The appreciation for who we are as a species has been enormously improved by having these collections from around the world in a, one place that is easily visited and seen by so many. For instance, Easter Island gets about 100,000 visitors a year, normally ones that are wealthy enough to make that trip. The British Museum gets something like 40 times that amount. 400 times that amount. My maths is gone. 400 times the amount of people will see the Easter Island statue than would have ever seen it in the wild. Now, I do agree that there are many reasons to return objects to people such as them having great, you know, if you've got an Aboriginal artifact that has great spiritual meaning to a particular group of people, I totally get it. But I think to relentlessly bash the British Museum because everything in it has come from a colonial past, usually bought, um, is disingenuously not including the fact of how many people are interested in this kind of thing because of organizations like the British Museum. There has been archaeology for a very long time. The ancient Egyptians had archaeologists digging up ancient Egyptians, which is mind-blowing. So they had like a 3,000-year empire, and you know, the, with a 1,000 years ago, you've got archaeologists digging up 2,000-year-old artifacts from the ancient Egypts, Egyptians, which is incredible. Uh, the museum was established in 1753 with Anglo-Irish um, artefacts by physician and scientist Sir Hans Sloan, opened to the public in 1759 uh, and obviously acquired a lot of it 
a lot of its artifacts, which I think are in the region of a billion, um, through through colonialism and the spread of the British Empire throughout the globe. Uh, in 1973, the British Library Act uh, detached the library. It's one of the most beautiful spaces on earth because you've got this huge square building in the centre of London. The I think the biggest internal courtyard in Europe and the old British Library in the middle. And you can just walk in there for free. And if you want to spend five hours in one part of the world walking around learning about other cultures, you can do so. And I don't, I don't like dismissing how important that is. The, every time I've lived in London, every few weeks I would walk through these enormous free-to-enter public spaces. The museum is a non-departmental public bo body. And as with all national museums in the UK, it charges no admission fee except for loan exhibitions, such as if they get you know, a particular thing come through. I think that it has contributed more to the global understanding of us as a human race and not as individual countries. Sometimes this anger towards the holding of artifacts, is it for the wider benefit? Is it for the benefit of humanity's understanding of who they are, where they come from, and different cultures? Does it matter in some cases that these artifacts are where they are? Were they protected? Were they valued by virtue of them being in a position where they're seen by so many and attain so much importance? There are many artifacts around the world that have been destroyed. <clears throat> you know, we've seen what happened uh, with the Buddha statues and the Taliban blowing them up and so on. How many have been lost? How many are traded in, uh, in private collections? I would imagine a lot are traded in illegally in, and are in private collections as well where no one gets to see them. So I don't want to use the British Museum. There might be artifacts in there that have great cultural significance or spiritual significance to people in different parts of the world, but there are probably others that are not, that are still held as being, you know, these colonial rip-offs where Britain's plundered the world. But it ignores any positivity that that plundering, even if it happened, brought to us as a human race appreciating our past in multiple cultures around the world even giving you know credence to the validity and sophistication of cultures where we might not have that where we might you know the, the no nation traded on the image of our colonial conquest being savages more than the british you know it was a justification to say that you know, a lot, and particularly in uh, with the European nations like Portugal and Spain and Britain that went into the Americas to say these people were savages. And over time, it's been revealed that they had vast city structures that would have dwarfed what England had around 2000, sorry, 2000 years ago. And we know all of these things because there's so much invested in the public viewing these artifacts in school children going on school coach trips and seeing these artifacts from and people four million people from around the world from hundreds of countries every year i think you know if london gets 30 million people a year one in six go to the british museum so i don't think it's i don't think it's the only argument to make that this is a colonial stolen treasure trove i think it has contributed greatly to our understanding of cultures globally and who we are as a species and i think that is a hugely valuable element to the conversation that needs to be included 
and you can't have the Elgin marbles back. 